Hey there, everybody. How you doing today? This is Pastor Chip again. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Had a lot of rain up here. It's finally able to float my ship off the mountain. Ha ha. Had that much rain, it seems like. But, um... Uh, had a wedding reception on Friday and a wedding on Saturday. And, um... Just had a good weekend. I hope everybody else did. But, um... I had some topics of conversations at the wedding, and it just keeps coming up. Everybody wants to ask the preacher what he thinks and how does he deal with it and what's his approach on homosexuality. So let me give a few disclaimers here. Before I even start, first of all, like as in all scripture and all preachers, this is my interpretation. And I'm not going to get into what the Bible says or it don't say this or it doesn't say that because I stand firm that the Bible is very clear. Homosexuality is wrong. But, we're going to talk about how I feel that people should deal with it. Especially pastors and Christians. Because you can't control the other people. But part of the reason the other people the gays and the LGBTQ community are so resentful to the Christians is because we act like we're better than them. And we're not. We're far from it. One thing I want to say is the Bible is very clear. There is no one sin worse than the other. All sin is ugly in the sight of God. He doesn't like any sin. So, what's your sin? What's your poison? What's your pleasure? Is it pornography? Is it cake? I like pie myself. Egg custard to be exact. Is it gambling? Is it coffee or wine? How about every night you have a start off with a glass and the next thing you know you pass that on the couch? Is it politics? Do you ruin friendships over politics? What is your sin? You don't really go to great depths to ruin oh, friendships or connections or associations with people as much as you would 
somebody that walked into your church that was LGBTQ. And you know, I don't know, I may use different terms going through here. There's gay, homosexual, LGBTQ. I get tired of spelling it. Transgender. But whatever. They're all synonymous, okay? So... What's your, what's your Christian perspective on it? I mean, they're all, all those sins I mentioned earlier, they are sins. And none of them are acceptable in the eyes of God. As a matter of fact, if you have a gay couple come and sit in your church and you tell them to leave... Wouldn't you be surprised if next Sunday the doors on the church were padlocked? And you say, why can't I get in? And that guy standing at the door that looked kind of heavenly said, because no one sin is greater than the other sin, and if you threw out my children for being gay, what makes you think you can come in? Because I know what you do in the secrecy of your home. You see, churches are holy ground, but they're not the church. The church is the people. The church is where we, the building is where we go, and it can be anywhere we meet, but we've made churches holy ground from the Middle Ages and the Catholic era. But, but is the action in the church permissible is more at what we're dealing with you see well we can all we can have a thousand people sitting there in church or we can have 10 you don't know who sins or what but if you're sitting there smoking a cigarette we know what you're doing and if you're sitting there holding hands with the same sex person we know what you're doing and if you were steve last sunday and you come in as stephanie this sunday we know what you're doing it's an outward appearance that puts people off balance but then you know, I'm talking mostly to the Christians here, and I know, and there's gay Christians too, and LGBTQ Christians and all, but the point is, you say, I have a right. I have a right as a Christian. I have a right to do this. I have a right to sit in my church and do whatever. You know what? You probably have a right to smoke a cigarette anywhere you want to, but you wouldn't smoke it in the middle of a gas pit, would you? And you probably wouldn't build a campfire in the middle of a brush pile. Why you want to set the world on fire around you when you don't have to? You know, my mom used to say, Chip, know your peas. 
Say, my peace, you said your priorities. Remember your priorities. So people ask me, well, hold that thought. So I'm going to read this verse that goes with people doing things. You know, it's my church. I can, I can be ugly and throw them out. Or it's my life. I can I can be gay and hold a hand or whatever. I, both sides of the fence, okay? But in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 23, it says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. No one is to seek his own good, but the good of the other person. So now, I have people ask me all the time, Chip, you're a preacher. Chip, what do you think about this? Chip, what about gay people? Chip, what about transgender? Chip, chip, chip. People want guidance. People come to who they consider to be the subject matter experts. So I'm going to tell you the way Chip handles it. Paul said, God's grace is sufficient for me. I couldn't earn it. That's the whole thing about the grace of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that I could ever do to earn the grace that God has given me in my life. I can never pay it back. Never. And for me to stand in judgment of a person who were to come to my church is wrong. But, as pastors and leaders of a church, we do have a right to request certain behaviors in the building. And that goes with, for everybody. We have dress codes and we have behavior codes. But, if a person were to come to my church, a couple, I'd say, hey, you're welcome to come here. I just ask that you don't publicly display your affection in front of impressionable people. You know, we can get along with that. And the people in the church, you better not say nothing. Or you can get out the door too. It's a two-way street. No one's better than the other. No one has more grace than the other. My grace gauge is never running over because I get it all the time. You know, it's tough. It's a tough world we live in. It's a tough life. You got people trying to tell us what to do, when to do it, how to do it. But we just need to remember grace. God's grace. You know, Hebrews 4 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, 
Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. People, there ain't nothing that God don't know about us. There ain't nothing that he ain't been prepared for, studied about, read about, wrote about, thought about, knew about, because he knew it all before we were even born, before the world was even created. He knew he was going to have these conflicts. He knew he was going to have people do all the sins that we do. But that's why Jesus died on the cross for us. And you know, I may have said it before and I'll say it again. If you took every single person off of this planet that has ever been or ever will be, if you were the only person ever, ever on this planet, and Christ died on that cross, he would have done it for you just as well as he'd done it for me and everybody else. Think about that. Now, the LGBTQ community out there that's listening, you got to work on yourself too. Shoving it down people's throats is not a way to get acceptance. And you can come sit in churches and worship. It's between you and God how you live your life, not me and God. But we all need to try and live in harmony. You know, I like to drink coffee. And I love sweets. And I have to work on that. And the Lord has to help me with my, my sweet problem. And the Lord can help us with whatever our problem is. People, the world's getting smaller. People know what we do and see what we do and hear what we do. And we need God's grace more than ever. So, there you have it in a nutshell. And that's how Pastor Chip feels and lives with LGBTQ. You know, I I can be a preacher in the same in their church. I could be a preacher in my church or any church, God's church. I can preach to anybody. But the thing is, whenever I preach it, 
It's as it is. And if you've got a problem with what the Bible says, you've got to take it up with God. Not me. I pray that each and every one of you will search Him out. I pray you find peace and happiness. And I pray you learn tolerance for each other. And remember, Christians, God loves a gay person just as much as He loves you. And LGBTQ, God loves us just as much as He loves you. And this is Pastor Chip. I hope you all have a great evening, a great day, and I hope that sheds some light on where I stand for those of you that ask. And uh, share the podcast. Share the love and be a light to the lost. Amen.